Welcome back to Reflections of Darkness. This is your gorgeous drag hostess evil, coming to you from my lair of eternal damnation. <laughs> Happy April Fool's Day! I hope all my listeners out there in podcast land are pulling some epic, but safe, pranks today. Speaking of my listeners, it's been a while since I've gotten any emails or messages with suggestions for what you, my fans, should be called. So feel free to send me any suggestions or ideas. You can send them to any of my socials or my email, and you can find all of that info over at evilqueensf.com. I've gotten quite a few submissions, but I'm greedy and I want more. <laughs> well, now on to our main feature. As you probably saw from the title of this episode, we are discussing one of my favorite holiday-themed horror movies. And yes, I said we, because I also have a very special guest. Now, on to the movie. Enjoy. Tonight, we are talking about 1986's April Fool's Day. And guess what? I have a special guest, Mr. Marshall Peralta. Applause, 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 applause. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Hi. <laughs> uh, well, Marshall, why don't you start off by telling all my listeners around the world a little about you and a little about your love of horror. And yeah, we'll go from there. All right. Well, as Evil said, I am Marshall Peralta. Um, I am the current uh, secretary of the board for the Santa Clarita LGBTQ Center. But besides that, I'm into all things horror and I've always been really into like the witchy stuff, which, you know, I'm allowed to promo myself, right? Of right, course, yes. Okay, cool. So like, here's my stuff. And then you'd be like, okay. We were going to do it at the end too, but okay, do, it, do it up front too, in case okay. they don't make it to the end. Right, yeah, but of course, of course, no, keep listening. Of course, you're gonna make it to the end because we're amazing. So, anyways, <laughs> so yeah, so you can find me at Evermore Embers, uh, which is like a total, my whole vibe is all witchy and stuff. And so, if you're into like alternative lifestyles and just weird shit, follow me, you know. But uh, yeah, so that's like a little bit about me. But uh, for my love of horror, I always love telling people how I got into horror because it's really interesting. Oh, watch horror as a kid. Like, mm -hmm. my mom was like super strict, so like. I couldn't watch any horror. Like, I remember my cousins were, like, super into horror. Like, their parents would, like, rent them all the DVDs or VHSs, I think, at the time. So, like, whatever they wanted. <laughs> but I was, like, Disney movies and, like, rom-coms. Like, that was it. So I think it wasn't until I, was, I went to film school when I was 18 that people would make references that I didn't get. And I feel like I just, like, dove in. Like, I feel like I just... I don't even remember which one I first started with, but I just remember... I just watched all the horror after that and I just got hooked. And like, I always say my favorite genre is horror now, which is really interesting because of the fact that I wasn't allowed to watch horror as a kid. But uh, yeah, but I think I was actually, I was able to watch Carrie, I think, cause that's like the first horror I ever remember watching. The yeah, one that's that, a lot of people's firsts, yeah. Yeah, so it was my first one and it's still my favorite. Like anytime it's on TV, I'm like, oh, Carrie's on. I'm gonna watch that. So like, you know, uh, yeah. but yeah, no, I mean, I love all things horror. I've worked horror conventions. Um, I'll watch any, like, I mean, I'll watch any, almost any movie, but especially horror. <laughs> like, I love the B movies. Like, I don't care. I don't care how terrible it is. I'll be like, oh, this is amazing. You know? Exactly. I, I personally have almost the opposite of it because my mother was obsessed with horror movies. Mm. So I started watching mo horror movies when I was way too young, young to be watching these movies. Oh. Uh, like, I started out, I don't know, I had to be, I don't know, seven, eight, watching, like, Nightmare on Elm Street and stuff. Mm -hmm. My mother loved that stuff. And I also was obsessed with Elvira at the time, so uh -huh. I would stay up late to watch her when it was originally airing. Oh, wow. If that tells you how old I am. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so, and there'd always be those schlocky, awful horror movies, you know, in between her segments. Yeah. And so, again, like you, I love all horror 
yeah. terrible new, maybe not so much new. Some of the new ones are terribly terrible, but oh yeah. Uh, so that's cool. That's a good. That's a good. Uh, you know, intro into horror for you. Yeah. Now this movie, April Fool's Day, you said you had never seen before. Right. And that's that's usually my line. I'm usually like, <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe I've never seen this movie before. I can't, right. da, 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 da. Yeah. Uh, but this again, complete opposite for me. This movie was one of the ones that when I was little, we would go to the movie rental place. And I'm not talking Blockbuster. I'm talking before Blockbuster was a thing. There were little independent video stores. And you'd go to the horror section and you'd yeah. find these things. And this is one of the ones that I rented probably every other month, mostly because of the cover art, yes. which is, it's so good. The woman with a knife behind her back and her hair in a noose. and then yes. the people. So good. Like the imagery was amazing for this movie. And yeah. one thing that did always confuse me though, when I was a kid, I was like, so when is she putting her hair in the noose? Like, <laughs> when's that happening? I feel, like and... a, I feel like that's a lot though, with like 80s, 70s, 80s horror movie box covers. Oh yeah. They have like little or nothing to do with the actual movie. Yeah, it's just to draw you in. It's to trick yes. you most yeah. of the time. But it was still fine. It was still fine. But again, it's one of those movies that, again, I've seen a million times because I mm. rented it over and over. But right. you had never seen it. And I'm yeah. super shocked by that. Yeah, no. And like, I mean, I love, I mean, there's not really much anymore. But no, I love indie like video stores because they would get yeah. the random movies like that aren't popular or like are like just like yeah like indie movies that are just kind of like there you know but i feel like yeah like you were saying the cover art is what usually drawed me into like what's this one about you know exactly yeah yeah okay so you want to just dive right in sure all right let's do it so the movie opens up on a group of quote-unquote young adults on a pier waiting for a ferry and one of them has a video camera very 80s videotaping themselves you know being goofballs and everything mm -hmm. cut to muffy who you will know from Waxworks, Destroyer, and others, straightening up her creepy basement full of mannequins. Now, <laughs> here's a question. Yeah. Why in scary movies do they always have, no matter where or no matter how old the movie is or how new it is, mm -hmm. why are there always mannequins and or dress forms in people's basements or attics? I mean, how many houses have you been to that just have random mannequins hanging out? None. Like, none. none. <laughs> no. I don't, I don't <laughs> display my clothing on, like, mannequins for, like, my, my guests to look at, like, the cool outfits I'm going to eventually wear. Exactly. Like, so why why in every horror movie they just have them everywhere? I'm just like, okay, I get the ambiance of it, but right. really it's not reality. Okay. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> so anyway... Muffy is cleaning her creepy basement and she finds this jack-in-the-box. And while the credits start to roll, or the title starts to roll, it flashes to a memory of a birthday party from when she got it. And all the while she's cranking it slowly and that little jack-in-the-box music is playing. And then it pops open and it's a monster. First jump scare of the movie. Which got me, by the way. Which I did mean, it? I love it. Because it. No, it was amazing because it had that like dreamy, I thought of like Carrie, like that dreamy music going on, you know, oh. that was kind of like, oh, this is a lovely memory. And so I was just like, <laughs> okay, something tragic's probably going to happen. And no, it just is like monster. I'm just like, whoa, I didn't expect that. And immediately it's funny because you you see the monster pop up and everything, but you if you're not really listening or paying attention, you don't realize that all the people at that little kid's party are all adults, and they're all just laughing at this little girl. Yes. Like, I, traumatizing yeah, her. Yeah, I'm just, like, sitting there writing that down, like, child abuse. Like, you know. <laughs> oh, funny. Okay. <laughs> not that child abuse is no, funny, no, no, but... No, 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 no. It, it really was a thing of, like, I, okay, that's fucked up. Like, oh, my God. I'm just sitting there, like... 
Well, because I noticed that I did notice how they all were laughing, and I'm just like, that's not okay. So I'm like, okay, not so okay. Story got it. Okay. Okay. So cut back to the pier and the people getting to know each other as the ferry arrives, and the last two people barely make it to the ferry. Uh, we also got some more horror alums here. We've got Amy Steele, mm. who was the final girl in Friday the Thirteenth Part Two, the blonde. Mm. Ken Olent, who was in Leprechaun. Mm -hmm. And Griffin O'Neill, who was in the classic Ghoulies Go to College, Ghoulies 3. <laughs> <laughs> and what I really like about this scene is you really get a sense that a lot of these guys are friends. Yeah. And fun fact, it's because that most of these people stay together in a hotel before filming even started. So oh. they actually got to get a little bit of pre-shoot chemistry. All except for Hal. Mm -hmm. And luckily, it works out for his character, who's kind of an outcast and a, I don't know, I don't want to say young Republican, but he has a vibe. He, yeah, he has a vibe. And you kind of <laughs> noticed that too. I don't know if this is jumping ahead, but you noticed it a little bit because I keep calling him the wrong name. Like, he, he yes, Harv and yes, Hal. Yes, like yeah. he tells them, like, oh, this is my dad, but like, you can call me Hal. Like, da -da -da. like he makes a whole, like, dra dramatized, like, scene about it. And then they, none of them do that. Yeah, care. they don't care. Yeah. They just call him whatever they the hell care. they want to call him. <laughs> totally. Hi, Harvey Hal Edison Jr. Uh, but please call me Hal. All of my folks call me Harvey. I just can't stand it. Uh, sure, it's a pretty spot here, isn't it? You're friends with Muffy St. John? Sure am. We sit together in Econ 345. I let her copy my marginal utility curves. <laughs> oh, I get it. That's a joke. Harvey, Hal. All right, so now we're on the ferry. Now, one thing, there's this game that they're playing, which is called Stretch, mm -hmm. and it's played with a switchblade. Now, clearly this movie is well before cell phones, yeah. but is this really like <laughs> what they would do before cell phones? Just throw a knife and try to reach I it? Kept I kept thinking the, the, the uh, fairy guy was going to be like, hey, quit putting holes in my fairy. Like the boat, like I get it's wood, but like part of me is kind of like, why isn't he saying, hey, quit stabbing my wood boat? Like, you know? <laughs> exactly, exactly. But again, different times. Yeah. Uh, also on the ferry, you get all these little vignettes mm -hmm. of all the different people, like little conversations, little bit of interactions here. So you get some more insights on uh, the characters. Mm -hmm. Then we have the first kind of big scene, mm -hmm. and it's the knife prank, mm -hmm. April Fool's knife, knife prank that uh, backfires. So Skip and... Arch, I want to say, Archie. a plain stretch. Yeah, it was Arch or Archie, yeah. One of them pretends to get all mad, and so he just throws the switchblade at the guy, and it sticks in his stomach, and he falls off the ferry. Yeah. And everybody starts freaking out. One of the boat guys jumps in after him, mm -hmm. and we find out it's all a prank. The knife wasn't real, da-da-da-da-da. Mm -hmm. So they're all laughing. The other people are like, God damn it, why would you do that? And they're mm -hmm. like, April Fool's, da-da-da. Yeah. And it backfires. Mm -hmm. uh, so the crewmate uh, stays in the water to moor the boat to the pier, which I don't understand why you would do that. Mm -hmm. He's like, no, I'll just stay in the water, no problem. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden we get the scene where the crewmate is crushed between the pier and the boat. Mm -hmm. And then he pops up with this like face full of gore and his eyeballs popped yeah. out. And that's a great scene. Mm -hmm. Awful, but it's great. <laughs> yeah, I like, I was uh, but, expecting like yeah. kind of like a sleepaway cat moment where like he's going to get like decapitated or something. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, I was just like, I was just like, pretty close. Yeah, I was, I was like waiting being like, oh yeah, he's going to get crushed and like decapitated. And all you're going to see is like blood and his head maybe bob up like a buoy. I was like, that was what I was expecting. So <laughs> but it was just like his eye popped out like, oh wow, that's, that's, that's not something to look at like you know. no yeah but fun fact about this part well not fun fact sorry interesting <laughs> fact about this part so the guy who played skip one of the two uh that were in the april fool's joke with the knife was indicted on manslaughter charges oh. the year after this movie for drug-related boating accident that led to the death of francis ford coppola's son oh my god giancarlo coppola is that yeah, crazy wow. like a year later 
he really fucking killed somebody on a boat. I was like, wow. Mm, okay. <laughs> All right. So now they're on land. The uh, boat guy, yeah, the boat captain takes the injured guy in one of the speedboats mm-hmm. and goes off while the police boat guy is yeah. there. I don't know how to yeah, describe yeah, I don't the know police how you boat guy. That. Like, I just like that whole scene was just kind of like jarring, just because like the guy who gets his like eye popped out is like screaming. The entire yeah. time. Like, I'm like, whoa. I mean, wouldn't you be, though? Like, your eyes popped yeah, out. Yeah, I guess, but it's just, just like, so, I don't know. Like, yeah, it just was kind of like, whoa, okay, so yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know how else to start, explain that. Yeah. Right, so then the sheriff is like, you guys stay here. I'm like, how are you going to go anywhere? You're on an <laughs> right. island. And he's like, I'm going to take you all's boat to get back. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now they're on an island with no mm-hmm. boat and no police. But, you know, whatever. I'm sure nothing will happen. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So now they're on the land and they head up to the house. And this house is massive. Mm-hmm. It is beautiful. It's clearly on its own island, on a lake. Muffy's family is clearly loaded as fuck. Mm-hmm. You get a uh, intro to the dining room. And the dining room is one of my favorite parts is because they open the door and all the little place settings are all little Ken and Barbie dolls mm-hmm. of the people. Yeah. So it's a very Ten Little Indians idea. Then there's the Cosmo quiz in the kitchen. But why is that here? Isn't that later? No, it happened like right away. Like I feel like they got there and then they went their separate ways. Because uh, yeah, didn't they like also figure out where they were sleeping at that point? Yeah, yes, they figured yes, out where yes, they were yes, sleeping. Yes. And then I then of course, the women went into the kitchen and like, you know, started doing their <laughs> right. thing. Yeah, yeah, no, the women go into the kitchen and start and they start doing a Cosmo quiz. Right. And hilarity ensues. My first experience was A, painful and degrading, B, not so hot, but I really cared about him, C, I was ready to try again, or D, wildly exciting, I had an orgasm. A and part of B. A and B, painful and degrading, not so hot, but I really cared about him. Mm. Oh, that's so sweet. I'll take B. Not so hot, but I really cared about him. Was it Rob? Uh, no, it wasn't Rob. Right, what about you, Nikki? Um, A and D, painful and degrading. Wildly exciting, I had an orgasm. Which is okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway, the one thing I haven't tried yet, but I'm intensely curious about is A, oral sex. B, anal entry. C, S&M. D, group sex. E, lesbian sex. Or F, all of the above. It's really funny that, you know, watching this movie up until this point, I, because I've watched it a million times, but on rewatching it, I'm thinking this movie, the way it is Mm -hmm. now, could not get made in the current climate today. I mean... There's one, there's not one person of color. Right. Every single person is uber white. But I feel like, but I feel like that's um, a commentary on the app because he, I think, oh gosh, who says it? I want to say it's Archie says, it. I could be wrong, but there's, when they're at dinner, they're like, so what is everyone doing? And they're all like crickets, quiet. And they're like, we are privileged. Like we're literally privileged kids that, you know, like he literally says it. He's like, we're privileged kids and we have no idea what the fuck we're doing after graduation. So I feel like that's supposed to be be that way that they're supposed to be all because they're all uppity they're all i mean their names are like chaz and archie and muffy so i think muffy. Yeah, <laughs> so i feel like i even watching the movie i'm just like oh yeah they're like upper middle class if not right. higher because like they have the but, chaz and whatever you know but still i don't think in today's climate this movie could get made no the way it is no. there would be a lot of rewriting of this script yes definitely but I do, I do love all the weird, not weird, all the basic, <laughs> classic. Yes. That's the what I love all the classic archetypes. Oh, so yes. you've got rich girl, uh-huh. prim and proper girl, yeah. goofball guy, perv guy, young Republican guy. You know, yeah. you've got all these. And it's very uh, 
Ten Little Indians too, very Agatha Christie, mm-hmm. which I think a lot of this movie was inspired by, we'll say. Yeah. Uh, so the dinner scene, Muffy is clearly at the head of the table. Mm-hmm. This is her thing. And she's playing just tiny little April Fool's jokes. You've got the whoopee cushion. Yeah. You've got the chair that falls backwards and then pops back up by itself. Right. And then you've got the dribble glasses. Yeah. And it's all very funny and cute. And everybody's like, okay, over it. Yeah. After dinner, people start to get settled in <laughs> into their rooms. Right. And then we get some more weird things, like little... I don't want to say clues, but little weird things. Newspaper clippings, uh, Harv's cigar explodes, the sink doesn't work, there's heroin stuff in the cabinet, yeah. which is very and weird. And then there was the, the collar, like, I think, I want to say it was like a chest, like a harness on a collar that was in... Yeah, like, in yes, cuffs or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the moving eyes behind the photo, which was the cat yes. clock, which yes, I thought was Yes, I love that. Yeah, and it starts to feel kind of like a funhouse. Then we get a baby crying, and it's actually kind of disturbing. And the one prim and proper girl, Nan, I think her name yeah, is, Nan. Uh, so close to none, which yeah. is very funny, uh, finds it in the closet, and it's just this little cassette recorder of uh, a baby crying. And so she starts to freak out, and we'll find out more why right. li- later. Then you get uh, Rob and Kit, I believe yes. her name is, scene where they're sleeping together, and he turns the light off and then a light in a different part of the room turns on. So he turns that one off and then another light in the different part of the room turns on and he turns mm-hmm. that off and it just keeps going again, funny, mm-hmm. fun housey kind yeah. of thing. And so he eventually has to unscrew the light bulb, which right. is funny. Then there's, Oh, I have the, I also have the note that Rob is in his tiny whiteies <laughs> that are oddly yeah. loose, but whatevs. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, like <laughs> then we get day, like eighties underwear. I mean, if you watch you know, Friday the 13th, they were wearing the same type of underwear too. Yeah, truth, yeah. truth. But these are just slightly too loose in oh, areas you, for yeah. me, but they're not tidy whiteies. They're loosey whiteies, <laughs> which doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then the shot that makes me laugh and remember my 20s fondly is when the one guy walks in on Chaz and oh Nikki God. like twisted yeah. into a pretzel I... doing some intense Kama Sutra that fucking. That was amazing. Like I was laughing. I was just like, yeah. what is going on? I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> It's yeah. very funny. And then they just look at each other and then the guy just walks out of the room and they just continue like nothing happened. Uh, it's a, such a weird, funny yeah. scene. But then we get Skip down at the dock and poor Skip this whole time has been like, riddled with guilt because he thinks that he ruined that guy's life because he got smashed in between the boat and the dock so he's been drinking and playing with his little switchblade and he's down at the dock just aside the sound direction for this movie is great i don't know if you noticed it but like just even the outside sounds like the crickets and everything was just so well done Mm -hmm. so anyway skip is creeping around the dark boathouse because obviously why wouldn't you and we get the first kill so Bye bye. I feel like anyone who watches enough horror movies is gonna be like, oh, because even after they're like, ah, he didn't get got. Like that's it. Like just he's gonna get got. That's it. You know? Because I mean, and the thing is, I loved about this movie too is like the dark was so dark. You know, it was was really dark. dark, Because like even when he went out to like the boathouse or whatever, everything around him was like pitch black, and it was like, oh wow, it gives you that real essence of like you're like in the middle of nowhere, like you're just in the dark, like you're alone. And they were in the middle of nowhere. They were in the middle of some lake somewhere. No lights, no nothing. So yeah, they were cut Mm -hmm. off. So next morning. Harv is working out with I don't know what the fuck that thing is he was working out with it was like a stick that you bend yeah yeah I no I think it's one of those it. things you're supposed to grab with both hands and it stretches your chest like you're supposed to like pull it yeah you're is supposed to pull it, it as far as you can and it's supposed to like stretch your chest or something I think that's how it works yeah okay, yes. I don't know I'm so physically <laughs> fit I don't know 
I, he was doing it wrong. I could just tell you. I think he was doing. I knew what it was. He was oh, doing was it he wrong. doing? That's it wrong. why it, like snap back at him because I think he was like doing it wrong. Uh, yeah. Which was the joke was that he was doing it wrong. Totally. But he was doing yes. it to impress Nikki because uh, I think she was the one that walked out on the the thing, and he was just like, "Oh, look at me working out." Then we get Rob and Kit. They head into the kitchen and encounter Muffy looking a bit worse for wear and acting a little crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, then it cuts to Nan studying and she has this pile of books and papers. I'm like, bitch, aren't you supposed right, to be on I vacation? Why thing. did you bring I all I mean, this? when you see them on the dock, she has that super huge like briefcase and they're like, how long do you plan to stay here? And she says that it, she has her homework or something. And I'm just like, why would you bring your homework? Like, why? And why do you have so much homework? This is like piles of books and papers right. and no one else is doing anything. I'm like, how far behind are you that you can't take a weekend yeah. off? No. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It was crazy. So yeah, I just had that in there as a, a weird yeah. note. So Rob and Kit are gonna go. So they're down by the boathouse and they're like, oh, let's go fucking this dirty old boathouse. Yeah. And so they're rolling around on the floor. And as Kit is looking through the slats of the board underneath the boathouse, Skip's dead body floats by underneath which is a great yes. scene. And so she freaks out clearly mm -hmm. and they run up and they're like, where's Skip? Where are these people? What's happening? We got to call yeah. the sheriff. And they find out that the phone's not working or something and the water's not working. Well, they thought it was a prank because I remember her getting mad at Skip and she's just like, oh, Skip, blah, 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 blah. And I think it's not until they get back to the other people that they're just like, where's Skip? Like, we want to tell this guy off for being an asshole. And then they're just like, wait, right. we haven't seen him since yesterday. Quaker couple returning from quiet afternoon of non-violent sex. Well, how was it? Where's Skip? Anybody seen him? Who wants to know? God damn it, can't you just give me a straight answer? We just saw him down at the boathouse. He was drifting behind a boat. And he wasn't moving. He looked dead, unless he was joking. Oh, I don't know. I saw his face, Chaz. Look. Has anybody seen him since last night? Jesus Christ! Well, we'll look for him. I'll go with you. Come on. I'm coming too. What's happening? Is something wrong? Skip! Hey, asshole! Hey, Skip! Hey, wait a minute. You think it was that guy in the ferry? I don't know. I don't know what to think. I say we go looking for him. And we're Skip. One of them's got to be around here somewhere. You mean split up? Yeah. yeah. That's not... No sucker's taking me yet. Then we have more scenes of Muffy doing a weirdo thing and Nan confronting her about the tape. And Muffy is doing a really good job of being, like, crazy. Mm -hmm. I have to note, like, she's just, like, withdrawn and, like... She even looks paler than yeah, normal. Yeah, I noticed that. And she was, like, really pale. And, like, she wasn't... She was, like, pulling all these pranks, but then she wasn't, like, really being, like... A person you know like she wasn't having like exactly. she wasn't like it wasn't like she did a prank and then she was like okay no i'm just joking you guys like it was like literally her just like yeah just like making very subtle facial and not really talking above a whisper and yeah she was very acting very strange and i feel like everybody was like oh well we have this really nice house to party in like who cares what the house who cares how the house <laughs> is acting like she's fine yeah exactly exactly so then we cut to the people start to go look for skip and arch goes through the woods mm -hmm. looking for him uh, creepy noises, a snake, and bam, he gets snared up while the snake is under him, snapping at him. Then someone walks into scene, kicks the snake away, and bye-bye yeah. Archie. Then we get the well scene, because I said earlier that the water wasn't working, so they had to go out to the right. well. So it's uh, Nikki and Harv go out to the well, yes. right? Nikki finds, or Nikki falls into the well, because they have to go get the bucket. Right. And just from the light that they flashed in there, that water was murky yes. as fuck. Like, you wouldn't right. drink that water. 
that water is disgusting. Right. And uh, I feel like it says another thing. So she, sorry, yeah, like I feel like it says nothing to his like no. character too, because like originally when he was first in his room when he found the newspaper clips, he had this whole speech about like. I want to say not proposing like marriage, but proposing a dating relationship with Muffy, you know? And then suddenly yes. he's telling this speech to Nikki and he's like, oh, I dropped the bucket. And she's kind of like teasing him about it. And then she's like, oh, well, there's stairs in there. Let's go down and get it. And instead of him saying like, all right, I'll go down. Da -da, let's show you how, you know, macho I am. He just was like, I'm not going down there. And she's like, right. fine, I will. So I just thought that was like really interesting. Exactly. How he was trying to like woo these women or try to like make a case for him and yet he's just kind of like i'm not going to do any work though well yeah, yeah. he's all talk yeah. he's all talk so right. that's his character is that it boy when she said well she really meant well you like this thing pocahontas oh here here let me let me do that i probably have more experience than you <laughs> you mean back home on the farm i uh, i know you think i'm a hick but i'd like to change your mind about that if you give me a chance why? Because I would really like to plow your field. Draw me some water. Oh, crap. What happened? I lost a bucket. Ah. How? And the rope was rotten. Any fool could have seen that. <laughs> you didn't. Would you shine your light down there so I can get a fix on it? Oh. Nice going. Okay, so I spazzed out. Now we're even. Uh -huh. What do we do now? Well, look, there are little rounds leading down the side. So? So you better get a move on. Are you crazy? I don't exactly relish the idea of spending the entire rest of the weekend without water. Well, I'm not going down there. Fine. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. What, what are you doing? What's it look like I'm doing? Well, I don't, I don't think you ought to do that. Uh, Nikki? Nick? Harvey, I'm a big girl now. I think I can handle a few spiders and frogs. Just be, be careful down there, all right? Watch what you're doing. And so Nikki obviously yeah. falls into the well, falls into the water, and we get Arch and Skip, well, I mean, at least their heads, and then Nan with her throat slit, which I don't think we no. even saw happen. It was, it wasn't it just Arch and Nan? I thought it was just two. Oh, no. Okay. And then the second body, the whole body floated. Right, up, no, that yeah, that's what I was saying. Oh, right. And then you've got Arch and Skip's oh, heads right okay. in there floating. So they finally get the sheriff and they talk to him on the phone. And we get a little info that the ferryman has been at the hospital all day. So he couldn't be the one doing all these right. like killings. And then something also is said to Rob while he's on the phone, but he doesn't announce it to the room because Muffy's right. there. Then we get the lock up the house scene. When Kit finds a picture of two twin girls and a weird interaction with Muffy ensues. It's my father's study. Wait, um, I just came in to make sure that everything's secure. I had to lock those windows. Good idea. Sometimes, with the tides, it could take somebody all night to get here from the mainland. And even then, sometimes, they don't make it. And then people are, then they're all like, oh, we should stick together. And Muffy's like, I'm going to my bedroom. This is my house. This is where I live. I'm going to bed, blah, blah, blah. So everybody kind of splinters off to their rooms, which is big idea, a bad idea. Because, you know, every time somebody splits up in a horror movie, 
everybody right. fucking dies. So Harve, we see, brought a gun. They also discuss the stuff they found yes. in their rooms. They also start to discuss Muffy mm. being weird until Muffy walks into the room. What is taking him so long? Maybe it's the tides. Wait a minute. Aren't we supposed to be staying together? What about Rob and Muffy? Rob's out back checking the doors. And what about Muffy? He's been acting less than normal anyway. What do you mean? You mean all day and you haven't noticed? Well, who isn't? Those nurse's shoes. What nurse's shoes? The clod hopper she's been walking around in today. I mean, crepe soles. Uh, she, she was arguing with Nan in the hall before you and Rob came back alone from the woods about something Nan found in her room. Something... What? Something about an abortion. I found something in my room, too. Well, I don't think it was intended for me. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, fuck you, Chaz. What did you find? I didn't find anything. Uh-huh. And we're just supposed to believe that, right? That's right. I spent the night with Nikki. Harv, what about you? What about me? What's your little secret, huh? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, come on, Sporto. I came into your room last night. You were jumping around like your ass was on fire. That was nothing. That was just some, some newspaper clippings of some car accidents. Nothing personal in that, I suppose? No, who hadn't had a car accident? It's a common thing. I haven't. Oh, knock it off, Chaz. See, what I want to know is how did Muffy find out about this stuff and why... Stop it! Just stop it, you guys! What's wrong with us? What happened to our talk about friendship and undying loyalty? Do you know what we're saying? We're actually sitting here discussing the possibility that Muffy, a very good friend of all of ours, has invited us all here this weekend to... I'm going upstairs. Muffy, listen, we should all stay together. This is my home. I'll be in my room. She does have a point there. We're all starting to get on each other's nerves. As long as, long as we all just stay within shouting distance of each other. Are you coming? Then they, again, they all split up. Now, here's the Nikki and Chaz scene. And Chaz is actually my favorite mm -hmm. character in this movie. One, because he's super <laughs> cute, and that's who I wanted to right. be in the 80s. I wanted the hair, the blazer, the craziness. I loved him. And I just like the way he is. So Nikki and Chaz, they start playing with the S&M stuff because Nikki's like mad yeah. and wants to leave. Obviously, because she just fell in a well full right, of Right, because I remember like, that. didn't Muffy bring her a glass of water? And she was just like, water! And it was <laughs> yeah. like so funny. Like, I, don't, I don't know, just, I think it was supposed to be funny, but she just like screams the word water and is like freaking out. Yeah, and Muffy's like, it's, yeah. it's Donald. <laughs> <laughs> totally, yes, I forgot about that part. Very funny. Here. So Nikki leaves the room while Chaz has this, uh, what is that called? The gimp mask on? Think, yeah, it was like... And he's laying on the bed. Yeah, like the eyes are blocked down. I think the mouth was supposed to be... I'm used to seeing them with a zipper, so I don't know if it was zippered or if it was just completely just blocked out. So she runs off to get more stuff out of the bathroom, I guess, and she comes back and he's just laying there, not moving. His hands are over mm -hmm. his crotch. And nothing's happening and she's like yeah. what are you what are you doing what is this which to me he's a uh, loudmouth character it, that's his character so you think she has this whole monologue where he doesn't interrupt her and i'm like clearly something's wrong like this guy has not stopped right? talking since like the beginning of the film and now he's completely silent <laughs> and he's just giving you space to talk like no yeah truth truth total um so then we uh she bumps him or something mm -hmm. and his hand moves and this just blood starts to well up from his crotch so i'm guessing chaz right. lost his little friend Subtle jazz. And what am I supposed to do? Just throw off my clothes and jump on top of you? Oh, just wind her up and watch her go. You have got a lot to learn, buddy. What is this, show and tell? 
You're showing me yours, and then I get to show you mine? Oh, forget it. You can just take that thing and shove it right back in your pants, kiddo. Chaz. Chaz. Oh, come on, Chaz, just say something. And then someone opens the door from behind Nikki and bye-bye Nikki and Chaz. Uh, which you don't get to see the person's face. You just see their right. feet and the door close. And Cut to Kit and Rob in the attic, of course, so they can see the dock better so they can they know when yeah, the sheriff, the sheriff gets was there. Yeah, because the sheriff was going to do a flare. He said, I'll put up a flare when I get there and that way you all can come running right. into the, the thing. Then we get another little clue about Muffy. Kit, you said something else about Muffy. They said not to trust anyone. That's why we were supposed to stay together. No one wants to be left alone with anyone else. And he said, especially not with Muffy. Well, what did he mean by that? I don't know. That's that. ridiculous. Is it? I mean, think about it. He's known her a lot longer than we have. Hey, Rob. What's that? It's the doll. Rob, she's been up here. So? Then they find the dolls from the dinner party in the attic and they're all arranged on how the people mm -hmm. have died so far. So there's the one doll, the girl, and then two Ken doll heads mm -hmm. in a bowl of water. Right. So the well, and then two of them that are like all bloody and gross, but they don't know who that is because they don't, they haven't right. found those bodies yet. So all of a sudden the flare flares and we think, oh, the cop has right. shown up. Perfect. Kit and Rob go to find the rest of the people in the house. Kit finds Chaz and Nikki hacked to mm -hmm. death we're led to believe because there's blood dripping mm -hmm. off the bed De they go down to the dock well, just no, then they two, find uh Arthur, and, no, they find uh what's his name uh hard how oh yeah, how yeah <laughs> yeah they find how yeah they find how strung up right. in muffy's bedroom uh right. hanging by the neck and then they go down to the docks mm -hmm. to meet the sheriff and the sheriff is not there but the boat is there and they get in the boat mm -hmm. and there's no key but they find a letter, what's the word I want? They find a letter, conveniently right. find a letter, just sitting there to the sheriff about mm -hmm. Miss St. John being in an right. institution. There's not a flare, we can signal it. Maybe he already went back up to the house. Previous communications, please be advised that the patient under discussion has still not been found and returned to custody. Is now believed to be attempting to return to her home in your jurisdiction. If encountered, exercise extreme caution and notify us immediately. Miss St. John has been a patient here for three years and is still considered incorrigibly unstable and extremely dangerous. Miss St. John? Muffy hasn't been in an institution for three years. She's been at Vassar. I gotta get this boat started. How? House. Dave Muffy said there was a key in the kitchen back in the house. Oh, Rob, I can't go back up there. I can't go back. We can't. We've got no choice. We've got to go back. So they have to go back up to the house to get right. the boat key. 
And when they get up to where the house is, they find that everything's been locked and shut. All the doors are locked and shut and the uh, windows are locked and shut. Except for a basement window that has been propped open that was propped open at the beginning of the movie when Muffy was cleaning the basement. Yes. Convenient. So, of course, they go into the basement. (laughs) Of course. And find a trail of creepy blood leading to a boiler slash furnace full of Muffy's clothes. Yeah. Random. Then they find the final clue. Muffy and Buffy, twin girls. And it's a height chart on the wall of both of them. And they're like, oh my God, the person that we've been seeing these last two days isn't Muffy, mm-hmm. it's Buffy. Oh my God. Picture of the girls in the study. That letter. The constable was trying to tell you. It's not Muffy, it's her twin sister Buffy. She's got a twin sister. Rob, don't you see? Rob. Oh my god. Then the creepy painting with the eyes that was upstairs is now downstairs, and there's someone looking out from behind these eyes. They move the painting. And it's Muffy's head, that which falls got me out. by the way. I don't know why it did, but it did. <laughs> like I was just kind of like, because I was like, kind of like, why is there a height chart in the basement? Like you know, like but like yeah, yeah, but like that's true. Who knows? Like you know. But anyways, but yeah, for some reason that head falling or whatever it got me like when they moved it because then he like tells like kit like move right. it i'm just like why don't you move it oh my god i'd be like no thanks i think we've seen enough here <laughs> like, <it's laughs> like, i don't need to move the painting we're good but yeah it yeah no I'd be like, right no, we're good but no that did that jump scare got me for some reason no totally and also the fact that the head was super like the expression on the face mm-hmm. was super scary looking when they moved yeah. that painting you're like oh shit yeah. and then it falls and so they come out of the basement. All of a sudden, Muffy's trying to break in the back door and she has a knife in it. They're screaming and yeah. trying to find the boat key. Rob gets locked in the pantry while uh, Muffy finally breaks in and starts stalking Kit with a knife. Then he, she leads her into the living room and, or I'm sorry, into the dining room. And all this time, Rob is in the pantry screaming, banging on the door. I love yeah. you. I love you. Run away. You know, and all of a sudden, Kit uh-huh. pops into the living room and everyone is just sitting there quietly mm-hmm. having an evening in. Someone playing games, someone reading, people talking to each other, mm-hmm. all of them. Everybody is there. And Kit's just standing there mm-hmm. looking at them like, what the fuck? And you can still hear Rob screaming, I yeah. love you, yeah. I love you, banging on the door. And he's having a fit. And they yeah. all say April Fool's Day. And it was yeah. all an April Fool's joke. And then the the guy who got crushed between the dock and the boat is somehow in the yeah. pantry with Rob and he sticks that fake dead eye prosthetic on his face and opens the door and Rob runs out into the uh-huh. living room screaming right because he doesn't know what's happening. They're all there. So yeah, it was all a big April Fool's trick. And then Muffy right. explains what happened. You guys are so terrific. I love you all and I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being such good sports. Oh, yeah, sure. Hey, quite welcome. Anytime. <laughs> Rob, you and Kit, you two were the best. You figured it all out. The clues, they really worked. What clues? 
What's this all about? And don't anyone say April Fools again, or I'll rip them apart. April. <laughs> I tell you, it's a script for a weekend special. It's gonna help me keep the house. Look, next month I get the house as part of my mother's inheritance. It's true, but only if I can show my father that it could carry itself with uh, taxes and expenses and all. How oh, is he gonna sell it out of the family? So I decided to turn it into a country inn, but not just a stuffy old run-of-the-mill country inn. One that specializes in offering a once-in-a-lifetime whodunit weekend. I needed a rehearsal. I had to try my idea out on somebody. So you guys all had a part in this, right? <laughs> Don't look at me. No, we got sucked into this just as badly as you did. Once you were all killed off, yes, but everybody had to cooperate or none of it would have worked. So there, I guess there's no twin sister Buffy then. There's a crazy twin, all right, but his name isn't Buffy. His name... Skip? He's your brother? You bastard. You were in on the whole deal, too. Only the setup. Buffy told me to say I was her cousin so we could pull the prank on the ferry, and I had no idea what was going to happen to Buff. Buck Williams, makeup artist, par excellence. Yeah, I got something for you, big guy. <laughs> You're a cat. <laughs> <laughs> These were just some old props that I redressed with someone to help in Buffy's photographs. Sure fool me. So I take it that this isn't the constable. Kit Graham, I want you to meet my Uncle Frank St. John of St. John, a frere Wall Street. Hi, uh, Harvey Hall Edison, Jr. Pleased to meet you, sir. How'd I do? I've never done no acting before. I was really shaken. Oh, Cal is our regular ferryman between the mainland and the isles around here. But I thought he was up to the dramatic challenge. Uh, <laughs> oh! <laughs> you know, you were so lucky. You could have gotten yourself killed. Well... I nearly did with Harv over there. And who could have known about the snake in the woods with Arch? But with the paying guests, they're going to know what they're in for. And the scenario won't be nearly so extreme. I do regret um, some of the fake clues that I put into the bedrooms were taken a bit too seriously. And I'm sorry about that. But we had fun, didn't we? Come on! So... They're all happy and dancing and partying. And uh, once we find out what has happened, the they bring out the fake heads and yeah, then they're like, playing with those. Like Buck is, and making Buck is them like revealed to be like a makeup artist. So like he's like, yeah, I just yes. made dummies of everybody. You know, <laughs> it was like, yeah, it was like, I felt like yeah, it just took me a week. I made just dummies of everybody. You know. Yeah, and yeah, and they were really yeah. good, and it was very funny. And then so basically, one by one, they had all been killed mm -hmm. off and brought in on the joke, and they all had to work together to do it to pull it off, and it. I mean, the first time, I don't remember knowing what happened. Even a couple, probably second, third, fourth time I watched it, I probably yeah. still didn't understand because I was so young. It's really funny because this being one of the biggest, like, horror movies, but right. with zero kills. Yeah. I mean, not honestly, one kill, I was not one death at all. Like, when she's sitting, at first, I'm like, are they a mirage? Because, like, because at first when she bursts in, they're, like, completely just oblivious to her. And I'm like, did you not hear the screaming? Like, you know, so it was like, you think if they were, like, waiting for her, they would be, like, you know, it like had that anticipation face, you know, waiting for her to like bust in, but they all were just completely oblivious to her. So at first I'm like, is she hallucinating? Like it was, was this all a dream? Like I was like, what's going on? <laughs> I was so confused. And then even then, like when, I mean, I think they do explain it. Cause I think she asks them if they were in on it and then they're like, no, not at first, you know? And then it was like, oh, so as she right. was killing them, she was telling them what was going on. So then that's when it came like, then I was like, oh, okay. Cause yeah, no, I was totally confused at first. Right. And that's why I said to you before, I was like, I am so jealous that you're yeah. watching this for the first First time because you probably did not see this no, twist coming. No, I didn't. No, yeah, you're so lucky <laughs> because now I know that that's going to happen. But I still 
love all of the like inventive kills and everything even though you never see anybody get killed right. obviously because nobody's gotten killed because everything is off screen which actually right. makes it a little scarier because you don't actually see anybody get killed right. or like anybody the killing time, they did that with like well the first halloween like you don't see anyone getting killed ever i think the guy that he like hangs on the wall by the knife but like you don't really see people getting killed killed right. they just kind of all show up at the very end when she goes in the room and there's everybody dead you know so you don't really see the like not like nowadays right. where you see the gore like you know exactly and this that's also helped this movie a lot because since there were no kills it got through a lot of like uh what are those oh the uh, the rating system the uh, uh yeah the sensors so it got it got through a lot of the sensors people so they could actually play yeah. it on and TV there wasn't like any, late night there really wasn't without having either. to worry about yeah it. we talk about that scene where they were kind of wrapped up in each other all karma sutra like but like you didn't see anything like you didn't see <laughs> you, there were no boobs in this entire movie like because i because I remember yeah. this one scene, Nikki walks out and like her shirt is completely open, but she's stretching and it's like, I don't know if she had like it taped, but like it did not move at all. It did, it did, it did not go like, past the nipple, crazy. correct. Like, yes. So yeah, there was no actual nudity in this movie either. <laughs> right, exactly. No, yeah. Another reason why it's probably so not family friendly, but be able to right, be on TV like, in the 80s. Watch it and you're not going to um, be like, oh yeah, they're... I'm not well, maybe not 13. I don't know. I don't know. I don't got kids. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So then, you know, they partied and everything. And we think it's over. No, it's not over. Muffy goes up to her bedroom. And she's clearly a little bit drunk. And she sees a present on her bed. That's weird. So she goes to open it. She unwraps it. And it's Jack a... What the hell is that? Yeah. Jack in the box. And so she starts to... Uh, crank the little crank on the side and the music starts to play and you think it's going to be right. from the beginning the monster pops out but no what happens nan comes up behind her and slits her throat but again april fools right. it wasn't real uh so that was a fun little ending jump scare yeah. which i liked and like the little clown because a clown comes out this time because it does pop out and the little clown like winks yes. at the camera like <laughs> Yes, I was going to yeah, see if I anybody the caught the doll winking. Yes. Um, so some other fun facts about this movie that I wrote down that I found out. So do you know who no. Linnea Quigley is? Okay. Yes. Have you seen Return of the Living Dead? Okay. Trash in that oh, movie okay. is Linnea Quigley. So she was originally cast as mm -hmm. Muffy slash Buffy, but had to turn it down because of scheduling conflicts with oh. Return of the Living Dead. Do you think... Had she been cast in this movie, it would how different it would have been? Yes. Because, I mean, uh, clearly you don't know a lot yeah. about, like, her, but she's been in a lot of horror movies. Linnea, she's been in, like, uh, oh, okay. Night of the Demons, Return of the Living Dead, mm -hmm. a bunch of other B-movies. So she was in a lot of, like, horror movies. But she was never mm -hmm. really a great actress. So I don't know if she could have pulled it off as well as the person who played Muffy. Well, I mean, also, it is an 80s horror movie, so, so that's there's just, a lot of over too. You know, uh, another fun fact this was one of three horror movies from 1986 that takes place on April Fool's Day. Mm -hmm. You've got April Fool's Day, Killer Party, and Slaughter High. They all came out the same year, they all were oh, celebrating wow. the same holiday. Yeah, which is very weird. I'm yeah. really glad you clarified though when we were when you told me about this movie because I was like, oh yeah, this one, but then I saw there is another April Fool's Day, which I don't know if it was a remake, but I was like, wait, it wasn't that one, was it? And I was like, okay, cool, no, I watched the right movie. <laughs> you know, and I've okay. I've never seen that remake because it gets it's gotten terrible reviews. So I've never yeah. But uh another thing about this movie, the film originally had a much longer mm -hmm. and more twisted ending. In the original script, after Muffy reveals mm -hmm. the whole weekend was a setup, the guests leave except for Rob, Kit, Chaz, and Nikki, who sneak back to the house mm -hmm. to prank Muffy for revenge. However, when they return, Skip cracks and attempts to kill Muffy in a jealous rage. Rob jumps in and saves M oh, Muffy, wow. killing Skip in the process. 
the ending uh, was uh-huh. actually filled, filmed, but didn't make it to the final cut because uh, the studio yeah. opted for a more upbeat conclusion. Um, yeah, so see, yeah, that's I what I thought was, was going to happen. Not exactly that, but I thought that like she was going to get killed. Like I thought that like something was going to go right there. You know what I mean? Like that, because I mean, horror movies have that last jump scare, which, you know, they did with men pretending to kill her, but I thought they were going to have a more sinister jump scare, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, in these movies or in my podcast, okay. we do uh, a rating of the movie and we use something from the movie okay. and we do it one out of 10. And so you can use any thing you want from the movie. Like I, cause I always give this movie, this is probably a good uh-huh. nine out of 10 for me. So I'd say nine out of 10 uh, <laughs> bags full of books. You know, I think also, I think I'd probably give it a nine out of 10 cause I actually really enjoyed it. Like I love movies from this era like our 70s 80s horror movies i i love them so they're the best yeah so i could do my own oh they're the best like my own like okay cool so i would say it's a nine out of ten but nine out of ten creepy barbie dolls (laughs) (laughs) totally yes exactly all right well that was april Mm -hmm. fool's day from 1986 uh please marshall tell us all about where we can find you things we should be um looking up following cool oh really quick i just want to talk about like uh I don't know if you noticed, but they played the oh, psycho yeah. song during when she was about to stab Kid, or she thinks she's about to, Muffy's about to stab Kid. It's the noise, like the sound. I don't know if you noticed. The, yeah, if you go, oh, I didn't notice like, that. That's psycho, like you know, I was like, like yeah, they like in that scene where she, she's like basically like almost on top of her, like even like the camera angle is showing right. her being kind of like a more dominant source, you know, and she's just like basically giving in because she's just like because she's pleading with her at first, but like that whole scene, it's like they play the cycle music or at least something very close to it so i just wanted to point that out because i was like oh my yeah, god yeah. like you know so but anyways no, yeah, totally. so everyone can yeah. find me at evermore embers and i totally forgot to mention i do have my own podcast uh that it's called Into yes. chaos and you can find <laughs> us uh on anywhere podcasts are uh and we cover pop culture and uh yeah basically pop culture current events whatever Whatever, like whatever's chaotic, we cover it. So you know, yeah. So uh, yeah, so you can find us on Instagram, which is at uh, Into Chaos Pod. Uh, and like I said, I'm Evermore Embers on Instagram. And I think that's all for me. Yeah, because we don't have a YouTube yet. So yeah, yeah. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I didn't know yeah. you had a podcast. And yeah, because I hadn't seen anything I, I about it. I need to start it, posting so. it on my actual podcast, <laughs> on my actual Instagram, because uh, we just came back. Like that's the thing is, I took a hiatus between uh co-host and i have a new co-host and she's great uh or they're great and uh yeah well uh, thank you again for uh experiencing this movie for the first time again i loved it i loved it i loved it it is so good it's one of my like top 10 movies all right well thank you again and i will talk to you later well that was 1986's april fool's day one of my most favorite horror movies if you couldn't tell definitely in my top 10 so if you haven't seen it watch it and then come back and listen to this again. <laughs> I want to give a big thanks to Mr. Marshall Peralta for being such an amazing guest. And as always, you can message me any comments, questions, concerns to any of my socials or email, all available at evilqueensf.com. Make sure you follow Mr. Marshall Peralta on all of his socials that he said earlier. And as always, keep watching scary movies. <laughs> Oh, <laughs>
I'm never going to forget this weekend as long as I live. <laughs> You're telling me. Man, when I was out there swinging, I wasn't going to crap my pants. What do you mean, nearly? I was there, remember? Arch, you round your trout. Well, uh, you know, I was... It's all right, Arch. They'll be out of the dryer soon. 